Football is finally back. My friends at Scana Energy can help you save when you fire up the grill for game day. Right now, receive up to $100 when you sign up for the 36-month fixed rate. Call now, 1-877-GO-SCANA, or visit scanaenergy.com slash 100. Additional terms and conditions may apply. Are you ready? Yeah, dude. And now, it's time for FinCast. Boom, shakalaka. Wide receiver and fan favorite Brian Fennerin is talking Dirty Bird football. Powered by Scana Energy, the official natural gas partner of the Atlanta Falcons. Looking for Fennerin who leaps into the air, a touchdown. FinCast starts now. Falcons win across the pond, and you are tuned into FinCast, powered by Scana Energy, alongside the great BFIN86, Brian Finneran. I'm Tyler Nelson. Finn, we have another win in the books. We certainly do. It was awesome to see them get a W against the Jets. I don't care who we're playing anymore. Yeah. As long as we find a way to win, you get yourself to 2-3 and three and creeping up on respectability. A couple of ugly losses. This is where you start kicking yourself for losses 34-30. to 30 against teams like the Washington mm-hmm. football team. So, great to go over there. You got some things rolling. You had a lot of guys out with injuries or personal reasons and Calvin Ridley and Russell Gage and parts of your defense and Marlon Davidson and uh, you were able to figure out how to make it happen. It could have been it could have been a, a, quite a beatdown in my opinion as it was I believe might have been 17 nothing and then you got the turnover and you had an opportunity after the interception by Hawkins, which was awesome. Yeah, it was a pretty one. To turn around and do something mm-hmm. special and go up 24 nothing, and really put your foot on the throat of the New York Jets. But two plays later. And two plays later, Hayden Hurst decides he doesn't like holding on to the football and dumps <laughs> that thing over and gives it right back to him. So you had to overcome a little bit of adversity. Um, you had to go across the pond, like you said, and make something happen, and they were able to do it. So really fun to watch that football game. I loved 9.30 a.m. football. I thought I might yeah. pour Bloody Mary. Uh, I did not. Oh we had a nice little breakfast out on the back porch. It was a perfect morning here in Georgia as we watched those guys get after it over there in London, England, and Tottenham uh, Stadium, Hotspur Stadium. Well, I have a very important question. Yeah. Why, why did you skip the Bloody Mary? I don't know. Um, I'm trying to <laughs> that's, remember. That's I may vital have, for, a, for 9 a.m., 9.30 football. It is. I may have drinking the day before and wasn't really <laughs> feeling it. So You're exactly right, though. I think my wife poured one halfway at the halftime or something for herself, and I was like... I know. You know what I was doing? I was going to go work out with Cullen, my, uh, my yeah. 17-year-old. Sweat tomato game. juice isn't good. After <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> um, well, as I said last week uh, on the podcast, I uh, was I was at Universal Orlando uh, with my girlfriend and daughter doing Harry Potter World and a bunch of awesome roller coasters. Um, How was it? So it was. Ju- oh, it was fantastic. Definitely a, a great recharge and just a ton, ton of fun. So I was only able to check in momentarily. And I'll fill you in exactly what happened. Yeah, and I've watched the highlights and some mm-hmm. stuff, like like I said. But the first thing that I read about and, and is that unlike our implosion at the end against the Washington football team, mm-hmm. apparently there was more aggressive play calling at the end when we had the ball in a one-score game. Yeah. So to maintain, kill clock, get down the field a little bit. It was awesome because you almost took last year's, last year's, last week's, I guess you can call it errors or conservative play calling yeah. and use it to your advantage this last week against the Jets. So Washington football team, you got a chance to run some clock out, maybe put some points on the board, and you got super conservative. You ran the football and went backwards on first down. So now it's second and 13. You threw a screen pass, I think, on the next play and then try to run it again because you got scared about turning the ball over and giving the Washington football team a chance to do something. So that brings us to London 
and late in the ball game, mm-hmm. you got the football back, you got a chance to do something. You don't run the football, you don't run a screen, you go right down the middle of the field between the two safeties who are tight, and, tight to the line of scrimmage. They're thinking run because of what you did last week, mm-hmm. I think. Kyle Pitts goes They're right. expecting more conservative exactly. play Exactly. Kyle Pitts goes right down the middle. Matt Ryan hits him on a 40-yard, 39-yard pass and, and catch, and, and next thing you know, boom, you're right in field position. You put yourself in. Now you got the defense on their heels. Now you're rocking and rolling. Now you can really do just about anything to keep it going. So would one of the other things that I, again, just looking at it and mm-hmm. the quick highlights that I saw, is it was this a example of Matt Ryan putting the team on his back and saying we are not losing this one? Because it sure looks like it was. He, uh, think about the last few, three weeks, I think he's got almost 900 passing yards. Wow. Eight touchdowns, zero interceptions. Uh, he really has done a nice job on the offensive side of the ball putting this team in position to win. He goes 33 of 45 for 342 yards, two more touchdowns against the Jets. And um, absolutely, I think his leadership, his his comfortability, that's a word that he puts. Uh, comfortability? Comfortability. <laughs> His comfort level, His comfort level. with the uh, with Arthur Smith and the play mm-hmm. calling is you can see it kind of growing. Yep, you can see him kind of taking ownership in the offense now. The plays of the line of scrimmage that are getting changed, the the usage of the guys, and again, your number one and two wide receivers were not even in London on the trip. That was my next point. Point I was going to make is that Ridley and Russell Gage aren't even there. Right. So now what do you do? Well, you take your unicorn number four overall pick, mm-hmm. Cal, um, Kyle Pitts. And you put him in the slot more. You put him out wide more. You make him more of an impact. In the passing game, he had 10 targets thrown his way. He catches nine of them for 119 yards, scores his first touchdown of the season. And now you've done a bunch of things. You've, you've shown other teams that, guess what, this guy can play. He's make some nice catches in the red zone, traffic catches, can also show you some speed. But you built the confidence in the young player as well, which tight is not an easy position to play. And he's done a great job kind of growing into it. But uh, a game like that, and again, I don't care who it's against, a game like that really builds confidence and can lead you into success in the future. I mean, he had one catch that was making the rounds online, the one-handed. That mm-hmm. was really impressive. That says this is why I'm number four pick overall. Big time. So Matt Ryan joined us in the locker room this week, as he does every every week on uh, 680 The Fan, and talked about that play. He said he threw the – he goes, I threw the ball so far in front of Kyle Pitts on that play. <laughs> I didn't think he was going to get it. It was great coverage. Uh, the guy was hanging all over him, and he just stuck that big mitt out there, that big paw, and, and pulled the ball in and makes the first down and gets upfield a little bit too. So those are the type of plays with his length, his size, his speed and athleticism, Kyle Pitts uh, can start making for you for sure. So in summary of this game, we're now this season 2-1 and one in one-score games. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said earlier that we last year under Dan Quinn we were 7-0. and 0. I, I mean 0-7, I think so, in one-score wow. games. Think about the ones we lost. Chicago, with Nick Foles comes mm-hmm. in and breaks our hearts. Ridiculous. Uh, Dallas, I believe it was Andy Dalton, and us not jumping on an onside kick, right? So we lose that one by less than a score. Um, and a handful of others where yeah, that he just— that was bad. The huddled around the onside kick. Uh, Todd Gurley, who I, couldn't even, I can't even believe he was on our football team last year, <laughs> falls in the end zone on accident. Yes. So you had all these moments last year. Just think about that. Seven games where you're within striking distance. You have an opportunity to either close the game out or go get it, and you couldn't do it in any of those. And this year it being 2-1. and one. So is Arthur Smith changing the culture then? Is um, that, I mean, because we're so used to the Falcons being the team that breaks our hearts in new and exciting ways. And Yeah, well, maybe. I'll put a maybe on there. Yeah. It's too early in this season to tell you that he's changing the culture. I think inside the locker room that culture is changing. 
on the field and result-wise in games. I don't know if it's changed just yet from watching the Washington game just t- taken from us and ripped our hearts out. Uh, and Matt had a great game. He scored 30 points against yeah. a Washington football team and Taylor Heineke, and he beats you. Should not happen. So defensively, I'm, I'm still a little nervous, but um, it's, it's starting to feel better watching them play football and, and growing to themselves. Yeah. So speaking of defense, let me ask you, Richie Grant as the uh, third string or plan C, so to speak, uh, comes in and plays safety or the nickel position this week and had five total snaps all season and mm. 28 on Sunday. And apparently had a pretty good game. So are we going to see some more from Richie Grant? Do you think that's as Williams gets more healthy or Isaiah Oliver, he's just this plan C, like I said, or what do you think happens there? No, I think he he's, he's another guy. Dean Pease, the defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. said earlier in the season when people were asking about Richie Grant and why the hell he's not on the football field, he said he's got to learn the defense. He's got to learn how to be professional. And at that point, we're like, oh, my God, don't tell me that he doesn't know anything and he can't study and learn the playbook because that's a terrible – Terrible deal for for a young kid trying to get on the football field. A second-round pick. I mean, the first safety taken off the board in the second round and what some people call the best safety available uh, in the entire draft. So I think he was maybe just a little bit – a lot of stuff thrown at him in training camp, and he didn't handle it well. And for whatever reason, fell out of of favor with Coach Pease. But he looked good. He flew around. Listen, Richie Grant is going to make his hay on special teams – Covering kicks, tackling dudes, mm-hmm. um, doing stuff like that in return game. Um, and then when he gets his opportunities on defense like he did this week, show up, which I thought he did a few times. So he's not a focal point of this defense, but it was nice to see him out there mixing it up and, and learning uh, on the job. As your second-round draft pick, he needs to be, sooner rather than later, be a factor in games. <laughs> You'd like to think so, yes. <laughs> Remember the year um, Arthur Blank was like, uh, we need – three or four starters from this draft. And yeah. that's exactly what we got with Keanu Neal, Deion Jones, and one other character that was, was, that, uh, was that, the Super Bowl run. Was that same, same year we got Grady Jarrett in like the fourth or fifth round? Uh, may have been. May have been. So those are the type of things that have to happen when you draft, and you draft properly. So. Especially the second round should be a starter. So good notes um, for Richie Grant. With that said, before we get to talking about next week, let's do Finn's Ring of Honor. This is the one ring. Finn's Ring of Honor. All right, Finn, I asked you to throw me a little bit of a curveball this week. Do we have that? We absolutely do. I was so focused on Finn's Falcons Ring of Honor. We just try to keep it Finn's Ring of Honor. Guys that have been impactful in my life, and not only in the NFL, but throughout the course of college and high school. school, Yeah, exactly. So, Brad Finneran, my twin brother Brad, (laughs) will make Finn's Ring of Honor. (laughs) I can get the Falcon part. Finn's Ring of Honor. That's right. Although Brad has been mistaken for me once or twice and has well, signed he's your autographs. Identical twin. That's exactly <laughs> right. Thank you for reminding me. Brad had a great – we started playing football my uh, freshman year in high school. Tackle football, that is. We played flag football seventh mm-hmm. and eighth grade. And uh, we had never tackled anybody. Freshman year comes and goes. We all – we played great. It was a lot of fun. We were still learning how to do stuff. We both got bumped up to the varsity. Only sophomores on varsity the next year. And our head coach over there, um, who will probably be in Finn's Ring of Honor at some point, Jim Hardigan, he had us. We were still learning. And we were thin. We were like a buck eighty, <laughs> six foot four, a buck eighty, just scrawny, but super athletic. Right. And we weren't as physical as I guess our coach wanted us to be. So he made Brad and I stay after practice one day and angle tackle each other for like in the dark almost for like twenty minutes. We're both in tears afterwards. I'm crying. I was like, tell my mom I want to quit football. And the rest, as they say, is history. But Brad right. had a great career. 
at Santa Margarita Catholic High School. He's a good receiver and safety. He led the league, led the county in interceptions one year as free safety. Right. He was seven. And then at Villanova, he broke his wrist early in his career on special teams and uh, catching a pass, got thrown out of bounds. But then our junior and senior years, he and I both started with another guy, Josh Dalvin. But Brad, if they ever tried to take me out of a game, like Brad had a game against, I think it was William & Mary, 11 catches, 171 yards, and two touchdowns. Wow. Every bit the athlete I ever was. And he and I competing against each other growing up, you know, Naturally. throughout the course Twin of our boys, lives. Of course you are. <laughs> made, us, made us the athletes that we were, whether it was one-on-one hoop in the front yard or wrestling in the, on the couch and my mom was yelling at us or uh, just throwing the football around or playing um, wiffle ball out, out front as well. So um, we'll, put, we'll put Brad in there, and I probably should have done it sooner, but Brad Fennerin will be this week's fin- in Finn's ring of I honor. I mean, he might be blood, but it's hard to put him before guys like Rowdy and Matt Ryan. That's so, exactly right. Um, well, that's really awesome. I think that's a really important one, of course, and um, you know, fewer, if anybody, has more in- imprints in our lives than family. So, and that's I know you sure. and Brad are really close. What does he do today? He's in California, right? He actually is. He was tapping that app this morning. He's in Nebraska on a business trip. 680 the fan taps that app all the time <laughs> and uh he's in california and he lives there with his two girls that are good athletes they play softball and soccer awesome uh, his lovely wife Lindsay, and um he's doing great working for an industrial supply company pacific utility so he just cool he's doing his thing all right uh brad finnerin the most recent inductee into finn's ring of honor okay so then let's get on to i guess we this is a good time for the bye week because yeah. we had a lot of injuries then we've got miami which is not a good team either they just got their heads beaten by Tampa Bay, who's a good yeah. football team. I think it was forty-four to seventeen or something like yeah. that. Yeah, so they're one and four now. We're two and three. So yeah. we have a good chance here to go three and three, be a five hundred club. Before we kind of have somewhat of an onslaught, we got the Panthers, uh, and then do we have Tampa Bay soon after that? Um, so the schedule the Carolina lines after up: the Miami Dolphins, Panthers, and then you get into November: Saints, Cowboys, Patriots, Jaguars. So it's not like a daunting deal. It's like. The Panthers are a nice football team, but yeah. is Sam Darnold going to revert back to the old Sam Darnold? Right. I think their defense is legit. The Dolphins, like we just talked about. By the way, the Dolphins go this week, play the Jaguars in London, come back, don't get a bye week, and have to play the Falcons. Oh, man. So it's interesting there that they don't have a, they don't have a bye week, the Dolphins, until December. And then, like you said, the Saints' can, defense is nice, but Jameis can throw you the football. Jameis Winston won a game last week, like 33-22, and completed 50% mm-hmm. of his passes. 15 to 30. He threw for like 300 yards, but I mean, just he's getting yeah. away with stuff. Yeah, but it's, it's, see, it's still the Saints. That's still a rivalry that will big always time. be big on the schedule for us. Cowboys could be a problem. Patriots don't scare me, and the Jaguars are what they are. So uh, it'll be interesting to see um, how that thing turns out in the next little bit here. You got a chance to do some good time for a bye week. A little early in the season for, the, I think, the players liking. Mm-hmm. I think I always liked it right in the middle, somewhere yeah. week seven, eight, nine. Um, I do not like it. Like the Miami having to have it late, early December is brutal. Um, so bye weeks are fun. They'll practice uh, Tuesday and Wednesday of their bye week, and then they'll have the entire weekend off. Get back to work on Monday and next week. I, I agree that of course anybody, even just logically, would want it in the middle of the season. When but we do have Calvin, Russell Gage, Marlon Davidson, Eric Harris, Avery Williams are all out right now. So I mean, and those are point. those are names that we need, those right? Are, yeah, most of those guys are impactful football players. Exactly, especially Calvin and Russell Gage. So Calvin uh, was a personal reason too. So I don't know uh, this right, carries whatever over. It is, though, it's a, it's an extra week to to get through I it. I totally handle it. agree with that, and I'm fa- I'm really anxious to figure out what it was. I don't need to know. Yes, and I hope I never find out. And there's nothing too serious for Calvin. Right. You know, obviously you think about him and you think it's a family issue, but. As a fan of the football team, you want your best players out there. Exactly. <laughs> Selfishly, you're like, uh, come back and play football, please. 
Well, and give him two weeks to handle it. Hopefully he's okay. Hopefully his family or whatever it is is, is all right. And uh, I think, yeah, like I said, bye week's a good time. Real quick, yeah. uh, Kyle Pitts, great game. Cordero Patterson has been spectacular for this football team. An unbelievable pickup um, by Terry Fontenot this offseason mm-hmm. in free agency. And um, he can, he's done it all. I love his demeanor. I love the way he plays the game. You can tell watching Patterson play with the number 84 on and the dreads hanging out of his helmet and he just attacks the football. He gets the ball in his hand in the backfield and runs downhill, mm-hmm. high points the ball as a receiver. He's been a pleasure to watch. Yeah, he really has. And I think we've said that pretty much every single episode of this podcast this season. But it bears repeating. Right? No question. And, and that, when you're a team that's in a rebuild or some variety of we'll see what the season gets, those are the kind of things that you look for. Those are the kind of signings that really can change the season is no the doubt. guys that you're like, Cordell Patterson coming from to now running back? What? Mm-hmm. But it's worked out so well. And I feel like when the second he gets the ball, there's anger in his That's eyes. Right. Like, I'm looking to put my helmet through someone and get to the second level. Yes. And, and he made guys miss. He's physical. It's, it's just he loves playing the game of football. Which is so much of a, a successful team. That's so. right. All right, Finn. Well, um, I'm looking forward to seeing Miami, I guess, in a week. So we need to get some fun. Let's see if we can get uh, somebody call in next week. Oh, that sounds week. good. Right? Yeah. Maybe, maybe somebody maybe who's happen. been in the Ring of Honor, in Finn's Ring of Honor. <laughs> you got it. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you for tuning in to FinCast. We will be back next week, even though it's a bye week. We'll figure out something fun to talk about and uh, look forward to Miami. But until then, tap that out. Listen to 68 The Fan. Listen to Finn on the locker room every morning, every weekday morning. And That's we'll it. see you next week. Peace. Tune into FinCast, brought to you by Scanna Energy, the official natural gas partner of the Atlanta Falcons. FinCast is hosted by Brian Finneran, co-hosted and executive produced by Tyler Nelson. If you'd like to reach out to the show, email Tyler at tyler at 68 FinCast is hosted by 68 the Fan on thepodcastpark.com and is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Opening and closing music by Atlanta band Gringo Star and their song, I Will Not Follow. Thanks for tuning into FinCast. We'll see you next week.
spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.